Andino Andina. The story continues. It was late one afternoon. I was drinking tea with Risha when Anna swept through the door without a word, with a face like a long, wet bank holiday weekend. She grabbed herself a mug, and Risha attempted to pour her some of her special blend tea before getting up to make a fresh pot. Your mother's at you again, Risha said perceptibly. Isn't she always? Anna sighed, head in hands, elbows on the table. I hate housework, and I hate being told what to do. Risha smiled knowingly, and Anna relaxed a little. I used to wish there was a way to get it done, once and for all, but that was a long time ago. I've learnt, or I've taught myself, to look at it as self-love. A clean house is nice, so is a hot shower. I've heard you grumble, Anna ribbed Risha playfully. We all have our moments. Okay, foreigner here. Please help me understand. I'm surprised. I would have thought with everything else being so progressive here, it would have mellowed stereotypical gender roles. It was Risha who answered. Families may be smaller, and there is less pressure on women officially to have children and live a traditional family life. They have opportunities to choose other things for themselves. But human nature is still what it is, and some can't seem to help themselves, wanting to regress us all back to a time when it was the only choice women had. Mother and her peers in Valores Tradicionales are trying to force everyone back to a time where we already spent thousands of years. They use words like traditional values like a battering ram, and don't seem to be able to be content until every last woman is chained to the proverbial stove, doing what they think women should be doing, and only that. As if a woman can't be an asset and have value in any other way, Anna lamented. It's like the fluffy manifesto with an Andean twist, I thought, but kept that to myself, and heard my mother rant about that often enough, or a spin on one of the religious fanatics who will rest at nothing until everyone is converted and believes the same as they do. Hmm. How did you do it? Anna asked me. Me? I don't think I did much, or at least not as much as you think, apart from stubbornly refusing to follow tradition. Anna giggled. That's me. That said, it reappeared when Tonya and I decided to get married. I wasn't popular to start with. Then his family got it in their heads that I was pregnant, and that was why we were getting married. I insisted he be frank and tell them I wasn't interested in having children, and that we were not planning to have any. After that, most of them decided not to come to the wedding. It won't last. Not an easy situation to be in, Risha said. It wasn't. But I discovered I wasn't the only one, and found support in a rather unexpected place, with a sister-in-law and one of her friends. Good, Anna said. No one should be forced these days. Otherwise, what's the point in progression? Indeed. I've been lucky. My English grandmother was equally old-fashioned. Gave my mother hell when she wanted to study maths. What is wrong with being a housewife and a mother? What every woman wants, every real woman wants, is a man and children to care for in a household of her own. Why would anyone waste good education on someone who is better off learning how to cook and care for children, starting with her own little sisters and brothers? I said, as best I could, imitating my grandmother's clipped tones. I shuddered and felt a wave of gratitude and admiration for my mother standing her ground. 
Funny how we were more or less estranged, for the same reason she and her mother did not speak for years. It sounds like we're a generation behind, Anna said. Did you know that a century ago Valores Tradicionales tried to place a ban on contraceptives? They argued that people could no longer claim fear of failed harvests and starvation, and that to prevent against natural conception was wrong, Risha said. Yeah, I've heard that. Thankfully, there weren't many of them in those days that the idea gained little support. Can you imagine? Anna exclaimed. I shook my head. Wow, was all I could say. Risha poured us all fresh tea. Let me tell you a story, she said, as you both have lifetimes of rage and frustration over what you see as condoned slavery or sanctioned entrapment of women. She looked directly at Anna, then at me. It's time to release that. It was placed there in this lifetime to give you something to push against, to push you into a corner and to against all odds find the inner appreciator, the flip side of the same coin. And you have done really well with this, Anna. I have you, haven't I? Anna said affectionately. Well, this is a story about women and of guilt and the Great Mother. It's a myth I encountered on one of my timeline travels. Mythology that proves that ancients had a better understanding than many modern cultures do. What do you know? Who'd have thought? We live in a world where more women than ever are questioning the traditional role as a mother, wife and family caretaker. This archetype of the nurturing woman is highly regarded in modern society. Indeed, for the last four or five hundred years, modern society has only valued this type of woman. I read that even the Aztecs, for all their supposed thirst for blood and sacrifice, acknowledged and honoured more than one female stereotype that we're stuck on, the nurturing pillar of society. The so-called Western world is still focused on the Great Mother, the one who lives for and through others. I said, Yes, on the medicine wheel she is found in the North. She is responsible and dependable and a great lover of routines and rules. Sounds like my mother, Anna muttered. Sounds like a great majority of women I've met too, I agreed. I suppose that's because women have often quite literally been left holding the baby and have had to grow up to be responsible pretty fast. Hush, Risha said. The danger for this archetype arises when there is no one needing her mothering. If she cannot conceive and have children, or later when her children have grown up and left the nest. Sometimes grandchildren take that place. But if not, she risks being claimed or bitten by the deaf mother. The deaf mother is found in the south and often portrayed as a snake goddess. Her venom includes depression and bitterness and hatred. From what I can see, you both belong to the one I'm more fascinated with, the rainbow goddess. The tide is finally beginning to turn, but there's a long way to go until rainbow women are as honoured and recognised as their nurturing sisters. Risha let out a barely audible sigh before continuing. Rainbow Woman is at home in the east of the medicine wheel and is often seen as a figure on the fringe and a misfit. Yet she is the creative one, the one who dances with dreams and visions. She is the poet, the dancer, the seer and the weaver of tales. She is the muse of artists and the one who refuses to be tied down by conventionalities.
as well as those who seek fulfillment outside of a traditional family setup. In her younger years, a rainbow sister is often misunderstood because a large part of the modern world does not support its thinkers and creatives, its writers and dreamers and everyday artists, any more than it has support or space for its shamans and visionaries these days. Unless they happen to fit under the umbrella of an established organization or other. A rainbow sister needs variety, beauty and inspiration just as much, or sometimes even more than, food and water. Indeed, anyone who does not readily fit one of the ten options or so in a survey asking you to define yourself. Anna and I looked at each other and as one voice burst out, Other! Risha joined our laughter before continuing. When you belong to the rainbow goddess, if your soul is part of her soul, the way of women as prescribed by self-appointed societies like Valores Tradicionales, meaning the traditional path of fulfilment by tending the hearth fire, is never going to make you content or happy. We can make great aunties and useless traditional wives, and unless you honour the rainbow goddess, her shadow, crazy woman, will find you and claim you. The shortest route comes from rigid routines. If you do not find a medium to channel your creativity, crazy woman will fill you with despair and drive you mad, one day at a time. I can well believe that, I said. My voice sounded choked. It felt like official recognition and long overdue validation of what I had always seen as just one more flaw in my temperament. So, my rainbow sisters, who's going to make more tea before I tell you what else I planned for today? You remember I told you about Alexia, Risha said, an excited glint playing in her eyes. Anna and I nodded in unison, wondering where this was going. I remember telling you, Jackie, but I'm not sure if I have told you, Anna, that her timeline has come a long way towards gender equality. Really? No, you never mentioned that to me. Wow. How do you feel about seeing it for yourself? Are you saying what I think I'm hearing? I might be. Risha gave up on trying to keep a straight face. I was thinking that maybe the two of you would like to come with me for a visit. Anna and I were speechless. Well, Risha said after a while, we're only going for a short time and quantum, for lack of a better word, being what it is. When we return, no time will have passed here. What do you say? Are you serious? Anna said breathlessly. Risha nodded. Wow, I've meditated for years and I've seen a thing or two, but this, this would be crowning glory. Wow. What about you, Jackie? Cool. I managed before excitement burst through me like an internal fireworks of joy. Risha, why didn't you tell me this was possible before? Anna burst out. Risha grinned. Everything in its own time, Icha. That's settled then. Whenever you're ready, go to the toilet, have a drink of water. Stretch and shake your limbs out a bit. Then come back and relax yourself into a theta state, and I'll talk you through the rest. Yay! Interdimensional field trip! Woohoo! Anna raced me to the bathroom. Risha smiled and shook her head. I could tell she was happy and as excited as Anna and I. Back on the sofa, I tried to rein in my excitement somewhat to be able to relax enough. All right. You want to stay relaxed 
and just slow your breathing down. Slow and steady. Feel your pulse slow a little too, as slow as you can go, while still being aware of my voice. Allow yourself to fade out of being in the body and just be in this room. Notice how even though your physical eyes are closed, you can still see all around the room and 360 degrees at that. How your awareness is no longer confined to your body and your normal eyes and ears and all the other senses, but so much more. It may look a bit like when you go inside after having been outside in the sunlight before your eyes have adjusted. Everything is there, but a bit more muted. Or you're looking in a smoky mirror. Allow your consciousness to drift, drift all around the room. Take a look around. What's written on top of the frames of the paintings and the photographs? Risha's voice seemed to come from further and further away, sounding ever more like an echo to the voice I could hear with my non-physical ears. Clear, close, but its source was undefined in space. I could see my body smiling and I realized I was free. If I'd had a head, I'd be hitting it against the ceiling like a stray helium balloon. I watched my physical body, relaxed in the corner of the sofa and the silvery cord that kept me anchored to it, to this reality. How small and frail it looked from up here. A wave of tenderness and affection I never knew I harboured washed over me and I suddenly felt very protective of my body in a way I had never experienced before. We'd been through a lot together, my body and I, and that had built an invisible kind of fondness that up until now I'd been unaware of. No matter how frustrated I sometimes was with it, it was mine, for better or worse, and it was the only one I had for this incarnation. Besides, Tonya was rather fond of it too. A surge of happiness raced through me. To my right I could sense Risha, all while seeing her body in the recliner armchair. We may not think of our bodies as anywhere near perfect from our embodied point of view, but from up here they looked all right. More than all right, actually. Another surge of joy went through me, just as I became aware of a wave of cerise light pulsing towards our non-bodies. At the same time, I noticed Anna joining us. This is cool, she said. I've done this on my own a few times, but never with others, not consciously. All comfortable? Risha wanted to know. Totally, we both agreed. Then let us continue. How you do this, to change dimensions, is you use your will and navigate your way with your own consciousness to travel where we want to go. Because you have never been where we're going, you have no energetic bookmark to focus your attention on. Therefore, keep your focus on me, 
singularly and steadily the whole time until I tell you otherwise. It may feel a little uncomfortable, like if you were toothpaste being squeezed out of a tube. It's all right. Just relax and keep your mind clear and focused on me. Here, take my hand. I reached out the hand I didn't have out of body, and for someone who was just a spirit without a body as well, Risha's hand felt solid enough in mine. Wow, said Anna, this is so odd. Don't think about it or you'll pull yourself back, soothed Risha. Now just relax and feel my hand, here and now. I closed the eyes I did not have and let go, as the possibilities of timelines, like fine strands of hair, whirled around me. I put my whole awareness on the feeling of Risha's hand in mine, and the strange sensation of being inside a washing machine, speeding up for the spin cycle. I was spinning faster and faster in smaller and smaller circles. I got the mental image of an old-fashioned roller deck gone mad in some kind of non-gravity overdrive and quickly put my focus back on Risha. I willed myself to relax and be fluid and stopped fighting the feeling of being about to black out. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Andino Andina is written, read, edited and produced by me. Copyright Liz Rosales 2014 and 2021.